the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. It's been a while. A couple <laughs> weeks. I'm Kevin Sylvester along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. Uh, I'm just going to put it all on Mike. Where the hell you been? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, right? <laughs> Two weeks feels like a month. He's been in the bunker. Uh, he's been in the bunker updating well, all of the new developments of contracts and the NFL and everything. I haven't. I haven't. So I've, I've previously mentioned that my wife has a birthday that falls in NFL free agency week every year, right? Right. So so that's always a nightmare. I, Which I've, I've me- mentioned is what, selfish. The birthday or the free agency week is a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> yes. But yeah. but now, I've now got a brother-in-law, her, her brother, who gets married during the NFL draft. So so they've hit all the wow. checkboxes in terms of making yeah. my life complicated in terms of uh, updating Spotrex numbers. But uh, we had a great weekend uh, out in Napa Valley, so uh, we were kind of multitasking in terms of getting the NFL up to, up to speed and things like that. But we're uh, happy to be back here. Did you, did you have specific period of times where you could check your phone? It was tough. It was tough. I was watching the draft sort of en route to Napa Valley, so so I was keeping up with it there. We uh, we had Scott on a couple of weeks ago. Scott did all the legwork in terms of getting these these players updated this weekend. So uh, big thanks to him. But I I was sort of off the grid, if you're asking. Yeah. Me. Well, Paul and I know this deal because uh, we often overhear our family say. Is Paul okay? He's having stomach <laughs> oh, no. issues. He's been in the bathroom oh, no. for a long time. I, I have to make myself clear when I walk in a room. Like, yeah, I'm going to be ignoring most of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. this is, you know, I'm doing homework. Boy, Mike's gone it. to the bathroom four times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even do that. I don't even hide anymore. I just sit there with my phone. Okay, so. well. Yeah, I'm right. the introvert. All right, so so obviously the draft is concluded. There's all this influx of new players in the league. And what I want you to explain to people a little bit, and, and they can go on SpotTrack.com right now, bring up round-by-round round, salary projections frankly i've covered the league for 30 years and i don't understand how the rookie draft pool works so explain to everybody how it all works and what it ultimately means for the kind of money that guy because guys are going to start signing here in the next week or so oh yeah it'll come in fast so so really what happened with that 2011 cba is the rookie wage scale kind of came together which basically meant you're going to get a slotted contract based on where you're drafted so you know, Baker Mayfield at one is, is going to get substantially more than Josh Rosen at 10. That's just how it works. And it's not a quarterback thing anymore. No, yeah, it's, no. It's strictly based on where they're drafted. That'll give Josh Rosen something else to carry on. Yeah, sure right. Yeah, right. Nine, nine mistakes, ship. but a lot more millions. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> the, uh, right. So, so that's the discussion we had about Saquon Barkley and, and how he, you know, him going as high as he's going means he's going to be one of the highest paid running backs in football. And I, I threw a tweet out, you know, mid glass of wine this week that, uh, you know, his $31 million that we're projecting to be fully guaranteed is the second most all-time for a running back. All-time. Wow. wow. Adrian <laughs> Peterson got $36 million guaranteed, you know, a bunch of years back with Minnesota, and there hasn't been 30, $32 million since fully guaranteed to a running back. And That's it has incredible. nothing – it all has to do with him being second That's overall. It. It's the second so, slot. So now here, the other, as I'm looking at your list here, this jumps out at me. Baker Mayfield projected total value of his contract 32.6, yeah. and then Sam Darnold 30.2, Josh Allen – 21.1 Josh Rosen 17.5 yeah, so there's a 15 million dollar difference between the four quarterbacks it's, it's a big deal it, so one through ten is a big big deal for the total contract it's a big deal for that fifth year option if you, if, if you can talk about that so so all these first rounders get basically fully guaranteed money I mean there's going to be a couple guys at the end of the round that may have some some you know fourth years that aren't guaranteed in terms of that salary but for the most part big signing bonus fully guaranteed they're locked in they also get the fifth year option um, but but that breaks down sort of differently one through ten gets a higher fifth year option than 11 through 32 
Uh, the 11 through 32 is basically get a transition tag that fifth year. That's how that works financially. So y- you want you want to be in the top 10 because there's a big cliff in terms of the total value after that, and you want to be there for that fifth year option. As well. I saw some. I heard something interesting said that I had never thought about uh, in relation to Lamar Jackson. The the Ravens trading up to take him 32nd yeah. was a very smart business decision very. by the Ravens. Because now your potential starting quarterback is locked up for five years instead of four. If he goes one pick lower, they only have him for four years instead of five. And, and I even look at it one year further. I, when you're doing that, you're the franchise. That's tag. right. That's right. And, and we can even say two years now, right? After Kirk yes. Cousins, right? So, we, so it actually makes sense to trade up into the first round, particularly if you're going to draft a quarterback. Think about what we're talking about here. We're talking about a quarterback that could be under control for seven years. That's a career. That's, That's a career right, right yeah. now. I mean, you're wow. talking about one contract if you're, especially with the running back. I so, mean, if, if you're if you're going to give Saquon Barkley the Le'Veon Bell treatment, he's he's done. He's one and done with with the Giants. Seven years. <laughs> That is uh, that's remarkable. That's, we, we were going there, and that's my concern. We talked about this a few weeks ago with this franchise tag. It's not being used as a placeholder anymore. It's being used as a sixth and seventh year option in in some cases, and that's the term of these careers now. I want to talk about Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah. And you know, will you one, see, one more oh, before oh, yeah, you get to ahead. that? One yeah. more point. I think fans should understand now that when you look through the years and say, "Oh, there were four quarterbacks drafted, five quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the first round, the most since the six that went nineteen eighty three. That's only going to continue for yeah. the reasons that you said. Yeah. Teams will draft quarterbacks higher to get them into the first round to be able to lock them up under longer term contracts. So I would suspect in years moving forward, we will probably average somewhere between three to four quarterbacks taken in the first round. Regardless of their talent levels, if they're a, a mid-second rounder and you want them, it makes sense to trade up to get them in the first round. It is a, Everything you're saying is absolutely correct. And, and just to get a little bit more specific, it is the, the rookie wage scale in a nutshell is a slotted contract number. It slides with the salary cap, right? So every year that salary cap goes up a percentage and we base our projections based on that percent increase, right? So that other GMs are doing this too, right? So they're looking two, three years down the draft in, at, at their drafts, understanding positionally what they may need based on what they've got currently. Let's you know, let's couple teams, the Patriots with their quarterback next year. They kind of know, you know, if they're going to be good, that they're going to be in, in the late twenties and you know, in the thirties in terms of their draft pick. They can project already what their four-year contract for a quarterback they may be getting is going to be at, and they can budget for it. So not only do, do players know what they're going to get based on their slot, and, and we can kind of look at it on track and, and attest the draft pools from it, but teams are able to use this as a future financial planner to kind of know, you know, if we're going to be a late-20 pick, which we anticipate, you know, 10 wins, we can use this and basically say this is all we're going to need to get our quarterback locked in for four-plus years and, and really understand how we can build our team around that. So it's a really powerful situation that the CBA has put these teams in. You, you got to remember, guys like Sam Bradford, you know, nine, eight, nine years ago, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on when he was actually drafted. He, he pulled out. Well, 50, the last year previous yeah, to the CBA. Oh, yeah, the 10, 2010. He, so he was $55 million guaranteed as the number one overall pick. You, you were you were sinking an investment into, a, dra- into a, a quarterback in the first round, you know, eight years ago, whereas now, not only is it value, but it's a long-term value, which you've said here, with six, seven years. Or it's easier to get out of if it's a bust. That way, too. It's easy. And, and the last thing before you get to your Mayfield point, it, just in looking at your numbers, Lamar Jackson will, will projected to guarantee $9.5 million as the 32nd overall pick right. compared to Baker Mayfield's 32.6 as the number one overall pick, even though he's only the fifth quarterback. Well, and, and with Baker Mayfield, so at SpotTrack.com, you have the projected contracts yep. and total value Baker Mayfield's 
rookie guy. This is the four years on four the years. Four years in the contracts, thirty-two million, uh, twenty-one in a signing bonus, mm-hmm. and pretty good for guys walked on twice. By the way, been drafted number one overall. Uh, the cap number for this year five point nine. Mm-hmm. If he's a starting quarter, if listen, they drafted him number one overall. Yeah, but whatever. By the Browns for four be. years. Uh, the Browns are going to spend um, under ten million a year on their number one quarterback. And that is how you win and build a team in the National Football League, right? If you can get the cheap labor for the first four and fifth year. Yeah, I mean, that's where you want to be. I mean, that 5'9 is going to rank 31st right now among quarterbacks. So, you know, if, if he's anything of a player this year, whether he plays or not, um, he's never going to be a problem for, the, for their cap in terms of the next, you know, th- minimum three years. He can be extended after the third year. So if, he, if he's, you know, if he's throwing the ball through the roof and, and 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, you know, he's not going to be sitting on this fourth year and the fifth year option will be moot because, you know, he'll get his $150 million. But, um, yeah, if he's an average quarterback, you know, if he's an Alex Smith type quarterback, a, a game manager type situation, yeah, those guys can, can be extremely valued cheap for, for four years, even from the first round, from the first overall pick. By the way, were you guys surprised that Mayfield was number one? I was. I thought, I I thought was. Darnold was going to be the guy. I, I was very surprised. I, I, you know, as we've discussed with our, you know, big hot takes, we were dead wrong on everything. So, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. I know. got two. I got two right in my mock. Oh, you went back Buff- and looked yeah. at BuffaloSportsPage.com. I, I got, got three two right, and the two I got right, three were, out of five, three uh, uh, out of thirty-two oh, right players nice. to write team. I got two. To <laughs> Kevin play, got two players to write team. It was Sam Darnold to okay. the Jets. And Quentin Nelson to the Colts. Those are the two that I got. I right. believe, right. like the big shots, Daniel Jeremiah had like seven, and that was the most out of anybody. So, just to how useless yeah. mock drafts what can we, what be. What we know is we know nothing. Yeah, That's and, and the know. last thing that the, the last point that jumps out at me is I'm looking at your numbers, Mike. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is the last pick in the first round. Projects to have uh, 9.5 million guaranteed. One pick later, first pick of the second round. Two million dollars less yeah. for Austin Corbett. Yeah, everything falls That's off. That's crazy. Yeah, the, One pick difference. Yeah, the guarantees fall off. Um, the ability to move falls. I mean, yeah, you're talking about a situation where the team benefits and the player benefits to be in that top 32 more than any other round. Obviously, uh, there's a little bit of wiggle room in the third round. That's sort of where the numbers get a little screwy. Every year we we kind of see some guys higher and some guys way lower. It's sort of based on. Um, their their position, honestly, the positions get paid a little better there. But from there, it's it's really really strict. I mean, anything fourth round and greater, as we've seen with like Dak Prescotts and Kirk Cousins, it, it's unbelievable value, less than a million on the bonus, and and it's it's really it's neat to see it all on the tracker like we have it because you can really kind of see the differences quickly. And if you if you just sort by quarterback. Uh, and just see the positions and how the cliff just falls off. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, how about so. how about uh, as, as I'm as you're talking, I'm scrolling. Yeah. Mr. Irrelevant, Trey Quinn, yeah. 256 guaranteed to projected to be guaranteed 2.5 million yeah. overall for the length of his contract compared to Baker Mayfield, yeah. the number one in that, his 30. That two four is actually not guaranteed. Six. Just the 70,000 bonus. Oh, just is just the, guaranteed. That's right. You got to make the team. Yeah. Up, that's it. Sure. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So it's yeah. amazing when you look at the numbers yeah. and just see you're 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 at the fate, you know. Of of where you get picked and and well, and, how about uh, Josh Allen? Right, yeah. there was uh, the Bills said they're willing to move to five, yeah. right, with Denver uh, to get him. They end up getting him at seven, and had the Bills move up to five, it's a difference of six million, six million. bucks. Six million, <laughs> yeah. that's amazing. It is. So they saved themselves six million. Or bucks. a guy who drops for some 
uh, uh, you know, some reason, that's a major financial hit. It if is, you're projected to go in the middle of the first and you don't go to the bottom of the second. It, I always cringe when I see these social media situations come out the day of or day before the draft. The, the Josh Rosen sure. situation. Sure. I mean, Josh Allen, yeah. We, sorry. We've, uh, we've seen it every year. We've seen it now three, four years in a row where somebody has baggage and they wait until a day or two before and they, and they jump it out because I know that's going to happen. I know they're, they're going to drop spots. And I know what that means financially. It is, it's, a, it's a major impact to drop. All right, let's uh, talk about impact and the impact of running backs on the yeah. Patriots' offense this year because the Patriots did not draft a quarterback in the first round. Uh, many thought they were. They loaded up on to uh, uh, have two first-round picks like Buffalo did uh, to move up to get a quarterback. They did not, and they draft Sony Michelle, the running back from Georgia, shocking everybody. They didn't need a running back. They didn't need a running back. They we know they need a quarterback. They didn't address that. I think that's the most glaring, obvious point they here. They needed offensive and, uh, linemen. Too. They needed a left tackle. They needed yeah. They needed quite a few few pieces. They needed a cornerback to to, to shore it up. I, I believe they addressed that a couple of times. Third round they did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was extremely shocked to see them go high for a for a running back first round. I I was fully expecting them to trade out of that pick because that's what they do. Um, so when I, when they stayed and then took a running back, it, look at he's a great he's a great back. I mean we we've seen him in, in college. We know where he's coming from. Um, to me, the question isn't is is it a good good pick? The question is is this a sign of things to come? Is this a situation where Bill Bill Belichick is going to be changing that offense a bit? He's got a forty one year old quarterback who maybe doesn't like him that much right now, yeah. um, and certainly isn't you know isn't a long term option. Uh, which but they didn't address that. What they did is they they said we're we're going with the running game. They've got six viable running backs on this roster right now. That's that's not going to last through the summer. I, I can guarantee you that. Um, but but look at the, this is a direct shot at somebody. Whether it's the offense and as a whole, whether it's what Bill Belichick thinks he might need to win this year. I mean, maybe this is a you know a situation where he's just going to load up that running game because he might need that as a, as a plan A, and hope that the passing game can really do what it's always done. But uh, to me, it's a shot at Brady in terms of what what that roster currently looks like. The wide receiver, look, they lost Brandon Cooks. They they didn't do much to to beef up the wide receiver role. They, maybe there's a Des Bryant in their future. I don't know. We'll talk about that. But uh, it certainly seems like this is a shift in that offensive pattern. Well. I'll agree with the shift part. It may not be a shot, but it could be a shift and to help Brady, to take some pressure off of him uh, in throwing the football all yeah. the time and to be able to run the football some more. But but is that something Brady's capable of doing? Is he is he capable of being a 20-pass 20, 20 guy? Not going to like it. Right? I mean, Brady's, Brady's capable of doing whatever he believes yeah. he needs to do to win, but I think they've been such a pass-heavy offense. Yeah. And when I say that, it's it's mostly passes to the running backs in a lot of cases and the tight ends as it is to the wide receivers. Here's, here's my uh, connect-the-dots conspiracy theory on all this. By not addressing the future of their quarterback position, does this give us an insight into the timeline for Bill Belichick? Did he just say, you know what? Uh, one more year for me, and it's somebody else's problem. I don't want to have to. I'm I'm all in it for now. Uh, I'm not going to draft a quarterback that that you know will be ready, or I'll make the same mistake where I I, I think I'm going to have him ready in two years, and Brady doesn't want to stop playing in two years. Uh, to me, I think you could look at this and say this is Belichick saying, you know what, somebody else is going to worry about replacing Tom Brady. It's not going to be me. I, it's hard to it's hard to argue with that. And, and really, you know, I I sort of said it was a shot at Brady, but maybe it's the exact opposite. Maybe it's. 
we're, we're putting all of our eggs in Brady's basket. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to ride this out together. We're gonna we don't ride know when that finish yeah. line is for Brady. I yeah. mean, logic will tell you that it's got to be coming soon. Mm-hmm. Guys just don't do what he does at his age, but guys don't win MVPs and uh, at, at age 40 either. So at somewhere along the line, someone has to logically say, he might be one more year, and either he gets hurt and or his arm falls off, or he says, I'm done, and I don't want to do well, it anymore. That's when Peyton Manning won his last Super Bowl with Denver, right? Well, he won two. Oh, he, yeah. Super Bowl with Denver. Handed How much did he do with his right arm? He, he was a shell of himself. Right. He handed the football off, and uh, they played great defense to win. Well, so. well financially speaking, we, we, we can show you this. The, the, the 31st pick for Sonny Michelle will bring a, about a $9.5 million contract for four years, which is – $22 million less than what the Giants will pay Saquon Barkley. So, wow. it, you know, if he's anything even near what Barkley ends up being, it's going to be just one another great draft pick from the New England Patriots. Great really, point. Really how it's going to be. Because is, is the gap that big? The gap between Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson is Same probably conversation. Is, is greater than the gap between Saquon Barkley and Sony Michelle. It's exactly the argument that some people said it made no sense to take Saquon Barkley second overall because you could get a uh, a, a, a guy who could give you ninety eight percent of what Saquon does at the bottom of the first round. But if that's the guy you want, you get him. Well, and, and yeah, if he's a great player, I I think sometimes you can overthink that. You say he's a great player; he'll make us better. He makes Eli Manning better. He extends his career. Let's take him and not overthink this. But from from a very analytical and logical standpoint, as we've clearly pointed out, the best running backs among the best running backs in the NFL last year were two guys taken in the third round, and that was Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara. That's right. There weren't a lot of great wide receivers in the NFL draft, and there's still a receiver out there who was great when he came out, and I think he's still pretty good, is Des Bryant. Does not have a home yet. Why does he not have a home yet? Where you, and we're, we'll all talk about where we think he's going to end up, but the money's got to, is, is money the issue, or do you think teams are waiting for the draft? Money's the issue. Money. He obviously, the offers that he had, he obviously hasn't liked at all. Uh, anything I've heard has been pretty low, pretty low ball. Um, I know is it a one-year thing? Our team, ball, ball. And is Des willing to take a one-year prove-it deal? And and because of the timing? is I, I heard some chatter about Des might be willing to do a one-year deal. Baltimore, from what I heard, offered a multi-year uh, at decent money. Uh, and I, I believe Des Bryant is looking for one year. I believe Des is, is out there just to say, I'm going to take a, sh- I'm going to take a uh, Tyron Matthew look, a little less money on a good team, just to show that if the pieces are around me, I can play still. And then he's, he's going to go and get a two or three year deal at a really, a really good pace from there. Um, so, so to me, it's all about the destination. And he's going to live in that six to 10 million mark. You know, it's kind of tough to value him based on what he's looking for. Um, because the better teams just won't be able to afford him, you know, at, at what he's worth at around eleven million. So the I'm I'm looking at that Tyron Matthew situation as pretty much right exactly where uh, Des Bryant should land. Uh, but let's talk about it. I mean, there's some destinations that really make sense, and I think we just talked about maybe one of the favorites, New England. Yeah, sure. I think yeah. I think that's going to be on the short list. Uh, they've got a little bit of money to work with. Like I said, it's not going to take a ton to get him there. Um, Randy Moss. I just yes, was going to yeah. say, are yeah. there parallels to the Randy Moss thing? You're you're brilliant, Kevin. Of course. Um, you can repeat that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say it again. I think the Patriots are the destination. Probably many are speculating that will happen. Um, I think it's perfect. I can't find a team that, that makes more sense in terms of the uh, ability to win, the ability to pay, the ability to get the most out of him. So, you know, that to me, that's that's a no-brainer. It's just the, the only angle I'd take otherwise would be, does he want to stay in the NFC and sort of have a shot to, you know, to get back at the Cowboys this year? 
You know, the, the other two teams, well, that, that's one, you know, yeah. the Giants, That's short-sighted, right? if you ask me. Not from and, him. It, yeah, <laughs> but so that's him. where his agent needs to say, you got to not worry about that. That's the right. Giants were interesting because, you know, he's working out with Odo Beckham Jr., and when I immediately saw those two and thought of those two together, I thought of Ocho Cinco and Terrell Owens with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. When they played together for the one year, like, wow, what a, what a formidable duo uh, that you could have at wide receiver, but... You know that that may not be working out. The Jets could be an interesting. Well, you start to get into the teams right? that have money. bad wide receiver and core money, right? and money, and you're talking about the Jets and the right. Bills and some of those other teams that could use him strictly because there isn't anybody better on their teams right now. And they have rookie quarterbacks, and you want them to throw to somebody. Yeah, but you know? do you want Des Bryant around with a rookie quarterback with his volatility? Yeah, yeah. Know, but your Baker, May- but you look at Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. He's gonna be like, oh, this is great. Like, he's got people to throw to. Assuming he's still the same Des Bryant, and I don't think he is. No, I'm talking about who's already in Cleveland now. Uh, but I wouldn't count them out. I, I'm not going to count the Browns out because of who they have. And I, and I think, to your point, Paul, I think if a good agent right now is, is looking Des Bryant in the face and saying, we, we can't go somewhere and be a number one because we're not a number one. We're going to get exposed if we go somewhere and take too much money to be a number one wide receiver. We, we, need, we need an arsenal around us and a quarterback can get us the ball. If he likes Baker Mayfield, that's a that's a really nice brand new arsenal. There's nobody there who's going to have you know. I mean, Gordon well, they got Jarvis Landry that they signed. But, but, they have uh, but I they like have Josh Gordon and Coleman. You know, that's their wide receiver core at the moment. I like that everybody there is sort of new. Nobody's kind of you know Gordon's been there, but he's been he's been gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody's sort of kind of feeling out that situation. So for Des to come in, he'd be just like everybody else. It'd be sort of a core to, that, that's coming together at the same time with Mayfield and with Tyrod Taylor. You know, same situation. But uh, that, I'm not counting them out. They've got money to burn. Still, almost 70 million in cap space. Um, and uh, like you said, there's a little bit of an establishment there in terms of what receivers to go with him. But look at if he wants to stay in the NFC, there's a team that that I've I've read a few times here, and it, they've been standing out to me. They got rid of a, a really important receiver. They've got a really good quarterback, and I think the Green Bay Packers have to be on this list. They have to be because Aaron Rodgers has to be pissed, right? He's got to be pissed right now that everything that's happened over the last two months. And if that guy's hanging there and he's looking for, you know, a, a team that can win and doesn't need a ton of money to get there, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm being extremely vocal internally about this right now because that's a guy that can, that can make us better. Yeah, because they lost Jordy Nelson. Randall yeah. Cobb is kind of on the tail end of his Should have been cut, in my opinion. Devontae yeah. Adams is their number one guy. Yeah. Um, you know, but y- y- it does. It makes a lot of sense. You've got Jimmy they Graham. They signed Jimmy Graham, at, yeah. you know, so, I, you know, and I can't remember without looking it up who the rest of their wide receiver core is. Exactly. Uh, you know, other than them <laughs> drafting Equinemia St. Brown late in the draft. Way oh, to work that Holy oh, cow. that one. He's hey, been how about. On he's got it written what, on his hand. How about, uh, <laughs> speaking of Des Bryant, did you ever hear anything about why the timing was what it was with his release. And it seems ironic that the Cowboys doing that to Dez are now getting it done to them with Jason Witten likely retiring this late in the game to go into the TV booth. Uh, unbelievable what Witten's about to do to this team. Because I don't know if you even know, their other tight end had to be retired for injuries, James Hanna. So they, they lost two tight ends. I, I, I'm assuming, like you're assuming, that he's going to take the ESPN gig. But, yeah, they've lost two tight ends in two weeks. They released their top wide receiper. Uh, and then been, everybody thinks the Eagles traded up one pick ahead of them to scoop the guy named Dallas on the like draft. That. I like that. Um, it, it's extremely I – have, I have not heard a hard and, and fast reasoning for, for the weight game. My thinking was they were really trying to, hold, to wait out and see if they could make this work. I think they were, they were expecting Dez's team to come, come and basically say, we want to be here. What's it going to take? Never happened. Because from what I read, they didn't offer the pay cut. They never said, we need to restructure to keep you here. Um, my thinking was that it was either they were going to do it or they were, this was going to happen, and it happened. So now here we are, and it's a bad look for everybody. It's a bad look for Dez, although he should be just fine in the long run here. 
Um, but yeah, they are in a bad. Let's flip to the Cowboys because that's the situation we should talk about with this Witten. Um, look at they obviously did not see this coming because they restructured his contract two weeks ago. They <laughs> they converted four almost four and a half million dollars into a signing bonus. Um, it's something I'm, I'm I'm efforting to figure out if that's go- actually going to stay. But generally, if it's processed, it stays. Um, so stays on the cap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he'd have to return it. It can be adjusted next year if if they force him to pay it back, which obviously they would. Um, they'd have to go through some arbitration to get that, make that happen. But yeah, it's going to stay on their cap this year regardless because it did process and it's it's a de- it's going to happen before June first. So well, it's going to be a huge dead cap hit in ter- to go with Des and Tony Romo. So they've really backed themselves in a corner with you know their short term game here and then dumping Des and, and now Witten out of the fold. So it's it's a it's a bad look for them and a bad cap situation as well. Well, if it's if it is the ESPN thing, obviously he auditioned. Obviously it went really well. Yeah. They must think he's Tony Romo Jr. I also think a lot right. of people said no. I, I think they had sure. better options, and those yeah, guys Kurt said Warner's no. Warner's name was mentioned. Peyton, Manning. Peyton Manning's yeah. name was mentioned. Joe Thomas supposedly yeah. admitted he yeah. was in the mixer. I don't know whether they ever offered it to him or not. I, I, I think they're totally going the Tony Tony Romo right off the field, right into the booth route because it worked so well for CBS, brought him and so much friends, attention. Right, Those two are best yes. friends. Correct. I mean, they've, yes. yeah, they've got the yes. same kind of conversational well, speak. So. And, and if what, you aren't sick of the Cowboy perspective, <laughs> then you're gonna, you might Aikman, have Witten, yeah. Aikman, and Romo as your main color guys. Uh, what... Uh, and uh, the one who's been doing it the longest may not be the best of those three. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, Romo is phenomenal. He's outstanding. Great. Aikman, he's Troy Aikman, Hall of Famer, but eh. Um, I know, I know. I just, you know, he's good, but I, I, I just, I, I wish he was with somebody other than Joe Buck. They're too similar <laughs> to me. Am I wrong with this? Uh, I, I think they're both very good, very solid, if that's what yeah, you mean by they're that. They're both solid. Okay, solid. I just think you need more than solid. Uh, nowadays, what was Witten's cap number? Yeah, the, the cap was high because they had restructured him twice already. Uh, the cap was set to be, oh, uh, what do we have it here? About three and three, three point four million. But he was only set to make about one point seven million right. in cash. All right, so and that's he, the number to worry about here. Right. So the ESP, ESPN was paying Gruden about six. Yeah, six million. Supposedly offered what four. four? Four. Right. Well, that's a no brainer. Yeah. Right there. Unless Dallas comes up with the money. Well, right. But he's probably looking, thinking long term. This is a you know. How many more could years be a, is he going to play? Right. How many more years are going to play? How good are we going to be? He's already had arguably. I mean, his career is up there, right? right. I mean, Jason Winton's uh, had an unbelievable career, and he can now have an unbelievable career in broadcasting. Well, he can do it yeah. as long as so, Troy Aikman's so been doing. Here's something else you need to start working into spot track: yeah. is the surprise retirement of active players to go into the TV business. Because if it goes this way with Witten, it's two years in a row that it's going to happen, and to it Dallas. makes a serious. Well, the fact that it's the same team, it puts them in a serious cap situation. I mean, let's keep in mind that he is going to have to pay back that four point seven million. <laughs> so. His first year at ESPN is going to be free, essentially. <laughs> right. Well, maybe they pay back part of it. Uh, yeah. He's got, by the way, over 1,100 receptions. Yeah. Over 12,000 yards. First ballot Hoff, and right? And 68 touchdowns. I don't know if he's first ballot. I don't think he's first ballot. But I, I, I feel like he was always really, really good, but never dynamic like some of the other tight ends who would be in Hall of Fame conversations like Antonio Gates never and dynamic. Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. I don't know. Was Tony was was Jason Witt never dynamic? And 110 I, catches in 2012 yeah. for over a thousand yards. He had two uh, years where he had 90. He had what's did he have on. the impact that Gronk and Gates and Jimmy Graham for a while and Tony Gonzalez did when they played? I'll tell you what. I, I'll take his career over Jimmy Graham's. Me too. Longevity, no question. Me too. 
No I, question. I, you know, I think he didn't stand out as much because he had a wide receiver with him all the time. True. Whereas yeah. the other teams were sort of built around the tight end position, and that's when it became generational. Right. Uh, but Witten always had an Irving or, or, or T.O. or somebody there to sort of – but, but to, what, to that point, he still had 100 catches. What hurts him <laughs> is he'll be retiring the same year as Antonio Gates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because of Gates, you know, Gates is Gates a Hall of Famer. Gates says he wants to play. I wonder if Gates all signs right, whatever. somewhere else. Gates is a, right. You look at eras, Gates is a Hall of Famer. But, Gronk's a Hall of Famer. But is he? How many times – Gates? Gates? Is, is he going in? He's going in. Gates is going in. Even we may have to wait on it, but he'll go in. He'll go I in. bet you Witten goes first. Mm. I bet you Witten goes first. I'll say no. I'll Clean. Say no. He was a, more, a better advocate for the game. I bet. I bet. I bet he goes first. Interesting. I'll tell you this. His, uh, his salary last year put, just put him over as the number one highest paid tight end in the history of football. Wow. So there's your there's your there's your top paid tight end, Jason Witten. Anything else jump out at you from the draft? Anything else that uh, that really surprised you before we wrap up here and move on to another sport here? Um, you know, anything money related, pick related, future yeah. emphasis well, related? Yeah. So we've kind of done a little one on one on how these rookie wage uh, contracts work, but there's a there's an important part to, to discuss because you as you mentioned, they're going to start flying in here, and the ones that don't are going to be you know generally those first round picks. And the reasoning for it is what's called offsets. So offsets are they're, they're pretty easy, but they're complicated in terms of how each contract might work. It's, it's essentially this. Uh, generally, what happens with these first-round contracts are they take some of that salary, which is slotted based on the pick, and they'll split it up into a roster bonus. And a player will get X amount guaranteed at front, and X amount will be guaranteed during training camp per that roster bonus. And the reasoning for it is, if we need to get out of this contract, we want, we want to be able to get out in the spring and not have to pay that roster bonus and things like that. So they kind of split up the guaranteed base salary into a, into a bonus that they can work with if they need to. And, and then the offset part of it is basically, all right, we, we're going to cut, uh, give me an example. We're going to cut uh, Saquon Barkley after year three, and he's got offsetting roster bonuses. So we're, we're in March, and we want to get rid of him you know, in, tw- in 2020. Um, let's say then he goes and signs a one-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys you know, for the minimum one and a half million dollars, whatever it's going to be in, t- in two years. That one and a half million then that Dallas pays him will not have to be paid or will not be on the cap of the New York Giants. That's the offset. The offset is take the money from one team and move it to the other so that the dead cap doesn't have to sit all with the old team. Uh, that's the fight. That's the only fight these teams really have with these high, with these high picks is any kind of leverage they can have in terms of guys who get hurt and can't play anymore, or guys that, who are just absolute busts. Um, they want to be able to kind of control the guarantees money throughout the summer, you know, with those offsetting roster bonuses or if they go and sign somewhere else and they're released. Uh, so you're going to hear that term offsets a lot. That's sort of the one-on-one on it. And, uh, you know, we're happy to answer any more questions about that at Spotrack on Twitter. I got one for you here. We talked a little bit about Lamar Jackson. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of speculation that he's obviously going to eventually replace Joe Flacco and looking at Flacco's numbers, uh, I would say Joe Flacco's getting through this year and likely next year. And then that's probably where the Lamar Jackson era begins or Will the, can the Ravens get out of it after this year if they want to make that move? Yeah, I'm not giving him next year at this point. I Even think, though I he's think 16 million a, on the cap, yeah, they can do that after they can designate him a post June first release. That would be eight and eight over the next two years in terms of the dead cap, uh, and, and that saves them a whole. I mean, that saves them 18 million dollars next year. So I mean, they can go and they can go and rebuild that. You know, the rest of that offensive line that they'll need to after that. Um, in terms of next free agency in the draft, but I, I fully expect Joe Flacco, unless he comes back to Super Bowl Joe Flacco this year to be on the roster bubble as of right now. All right, we're going to move on to basketball and our contract of the week. 
Time now for the contract of the week. All right, we talk basketball. We won't talk LeBron James, but I do want to mention, boy, Cleveland will be the last team in the East without LeBron James. He is incredible. What he did to win the series against Indiana uh, in games five and game seven, just remarkable. If you didn't think LeBron James, I'd still take Jordan number one. I'd take LeBron James number two. I, I heard a stat today, just to get this in there on LeBron, because he deserves it. Throughout these playoffs, LeBron James has three times more points than the rest of the Cavs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. What, what is going on? These are players. It, it's got to be coaching. In my opinion, it's either LeBron James himself or it's coaching because they, he cannot get the rest of this roster going. And there's some shooters in this team. There's yeah. some guys who can shoot the ball. And the scary part about it is they've already won one series and they may win a whole bunch more with getting nothing from anyone other than LeBron. He's going to ride him ride him as far as he can go, and if he does, it's going to be one of the greatest feats in NBA history, in my opinion, just because of the production and how one-sided it is. Yeah. And when he and um, Kevin Durant play together, they will be un- <laughs> unstoppable. But yep. let's talk what about an off-season we've got coming. Here. Yes. Uh, I can't wait. Speaking I, of. I love the NBA playoffs. It's been great. Let's talk about the contract of the week, and that's Kawhi Leonard. Who? Yes, yeah. Kawhi <laughs> Leonard of the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, I My was doctors in- have told me that I'm not supposed to talk about Kawhi Leonard's contract. That's a kind of a joke. Okay. There. All right. Well, anyway. That didn't really work. I, I, well. I, Before we even I, talk I about the contract, what is happening? Well, what's going on here? It, it, we know nothing. No. About we know it. There seems to be nothing. a very clear this is, split amongst who's in charge. This is Malcolm Butler's Super Bowl benching times 50 because nobody, no players aren't talking. Coaches aren't talking. Nobody's on social media has any answers for what's what. This guy just disappeared off. Is it one of the an best issue with Leonard that nobody wants to All talk right, about? I, I was so I was in San Antonio during that series yeah. against the Golden State Warriors, and you know, I asked some of the locals. You know, as you're doing your travel, you want to talk to the locals <laughs> and see, what, see what's going on. And many just think that he could have played, yeah, but didn't to keep himself healthy. For what? For free agency, you know, for his next contract. But he, you know, he's under contract. He's got, he's got, I mean, he can opt out, but that's all? This is like sitting out a bowl game because the NFL is coming? Got to be more to it than that. There has to be something going on. There has to be a rift. There has to be a, a, an ego play. There has to be something going this on. This is all why Greg Popovich lost his wife. During right. the first round, you know, so they had a game. Yeah. I mean, so you terrible. Know, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. In I mean, San maybe Kawhi won't draw a line in the sand with Popovich. He's a dominating personality as much as there is any coach in the league. Maybe Kawhi wants to think that tell everybody that I'm and the players are in charge here, not Pop. Has there been a coach in the NBA that's had a greater impact on his team no. than Greg Popovich? I don't think so. No, nope. no way. You know, I mean, you could say Phil Jackson, the Lakers. Half the uh-uh. NBA coaches, you can't even name them. You Correct. Know? No way. No. Greg Popovich is, uh, and, and that's to me. That's coach. the most shocking part of this is that you've got this is all happening under the, under that tutelage and this franchise. You know this this era of the, these Tim Duncan's and these Tony Parkers and these guys who have just done it right for fifteen years now, and, and now we're at a, this is this is awful. This is as bad as it's been. I mean, this is a guy who's just flat out quit on his team, and it's one of the best franchises in all of sports. So it, it's confusing. Look at financially speaking, it's pretty easy. He made $18 million this year. He's going to make $20 million next year. Then he can opt out of a player option. He's opting out of $21 million, which sounds crazy, but he can make 40 I mean, Steph right. Curry's making 40 right now. So, obviously, he's not happy about his money. That's obviously part of this. 
But and obviously he doesn't want to be there because if he wanted to be there, this wouldn't be happening. He'd be getting his next, you know, two hundred and fifty million dollar extension with this franchise. So obviously he doesn't like where this franchise is going long term, and he doesn't like the, the pop of his situation, and he doesn't like anything happening because he's completely quit on this on the team. But we're at a position now where he's hurting his trade value as well. I mean, because any tra- team that does trade for him knows that after twenty million next year, there's going to be two hundred million on the table. That's that's what this guy is going to be worth in terms of production, but. This mentality, this mental side of it has to be extremely frustrating, right? From a GM standpoint, for somebody looking for this guy, there's going to be plenty of offers. Let's, let's, not, let's put right. that to rest. Yeah. Um, when healthy and on yeah. his game focused, I mean, he's as good as there is. I, I don't know that now, there's He's not better. as good as LeBron, but, you know. But in terms of that position, I don't know that there's better. I mean, no. I, I, think, uh, I think you put him in a, in a situation where you want him with the ball. So I, I don't know how this is going to work. The, 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 the funny thing is that San Antonio owns the rights. They're going to have to trade him to where they want. I mean, there's a, there's a kicker and there's things like that, but there's, no, there's not a trade clause in terms of how we have things broken down here. So San Antonio owns the control. So it's not like he can go out there and, and sort of you know, piggyback up with LeBron and Paul George and Durant and those guy, guys and make a super team with, you know, with him included. Um, so the destinations are going to be somewhere San Antonio wants to send him. And I, and I just think that, this is a really bad look. Sounds like the perfect New York Nick. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm saying you couldn't be more right. <laughs> it sounds like the perfect New York. Well, Nick, we put so. it. That's the end of that. Conversation. Yeah. By the way, all right. As we wrap things up, love that the Celtics and Sixers are playing Ooh. each other, right? I mean, how, how good about is that? The Celtics. Speaking of teams that are doing yes, it right, doing My it without goodness. Irving, without Hayward, their two biggest acquisitions in the offseason. It's incredible what the the Celtics are doing. Brad Stevens, might you know, hey, Coach of the Year on. How how do you not? Right. How do you not? I mean, he's doing with the, with Boston what LeBron is doing with the Cavaliers. I yes. mean, he's single handedly putting you know five players on the court at the right time together and making this work. It's pretty unbelievable. I'm upset the Greek freak didn't uh, advance to the second round, but uh, I don't think he, did, he didn't deserve to. I don't think that no. team's ready yet. That that team no. needs work. That team needs Kawhi Leonard. Ooh, you can see Kawhi with Giannis. I don't know. That'd be interesting. <laughs> All right, uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the SpotTrack.com podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Of course, you can always find all the information, all the contracts, the intrigue with the monies at SpotTrack.com. For Mike Giannetti and Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. We'll talk to you next week.